0: GMGM, GM. everyone, bonjour, guten Morgen, добро la Lapprit. That is basically the way how we do it here, in Web3 space in Europe. Uh, we're happy to have everyone on our weekly episode of Origins XYZ, presented by RAG Radio, the Web3 show about origin stories of the biggest OGs in all around the world with this European spirit, European touch. We're live every Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT time, and as always, I'm your co-host, Nikita Tsikalyuk, together with an outstanding, wonderful co-host, Hannah, also known as Rekt Alice. Guys, make sure that you share the space, make sure that you invite your friends, because uh, today we have a very special guests. Today we have David and James, who are coming from known origin. And uh, for those who don't know, own origin is... Uh, Marketplace, uh, plays that uh, NFT marketplace that encourages newcoming emerging artists, people in the space that actually was sold to eBay earlier last year. So, uh, David, James, once again, GMGM, GM, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Hi,
1: thanks for having us.
0: Um, yeah,
1: great intro. Uh, happy to kick off with a short intro uh, just for those people on the on the twitter spaces that kind of aren't familiar with myself and james if you if we want to start go way. for
0: it my friend uh
1: so hi everyone thanks for uh jumping in the spaces um i'm david moore uh, one of the three co-founders of known origin i actually began my career in the creative industries uh, as a graphic designer um and spent many years after that as a user experience designer around 2011, 2012. This is where I met kind of James when I was doing my user experience design contracting uh, around the UK. And uh, fast forward to now, I head up the community team at Known Origin uh, over to James.
0: Hi everyone, GMGM. GMGM. Yeah, I can hear you properly. Hi, hi, everyone.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, so I'm James, Um, also one of the original co founders of Known Origin. I've sort of been in crypto in various forms since about 2016, 2017, when myself and one of the other co founders started. Hacking around on Ethereum. And then we were actually working with Dave at the time, Uh, 2018, we first launched KO. And really, my focus is all around the tech. So I help uh, lead the engineering team Um, and very involved in building out KO in its various forms throughout the years. um, Playing around a lot with DAOs in our early days and sort of trying to push forward some of the royalty standards like 2981, which I was part of. And um, generally just been a crypto bull for the last five years, in all honesty.
3: Amazing. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing sort of story. There's so there's a lot of successful stories, m- many more failures. But uh definitely in terms of the platforms, like to to have an investment from something like eBay is is pretty rare in the space. I'm sure we're gonna see more and more of it this year, but you were one of the first and it's a huge, huge achievement. Um, but I wanted to take a step back a minute and just talk to you a little bit about your origin stories. Because I know David, like we met a while back and you've got an amazing story. I remember you telling me like how you started Known Origin and it's, I think, such a great Um, story to share for people listening obviously uh, also this space is is recorded and we have a lot of people listening uh, that are not live right now so feel free to share but I think um, to just share your humble beginnings and your insight you you definitely had I think uh, a clear vision before many others and I think what was so remarkable was that you kind of stuck to your vision and look where it ended up. But I'd love you to share uh, your origin, you and James, um, your origin stories like from the beginning and how you got uh, to where you are today.
1: Sure. It's um, very kind of you to say that we kind of saw it early and kind of stuck with it. So Kind of happened around twenty seventeen uh really when me, James, and Andy first kind of met in a pub and try and started discussing kind of what this thing could be and it was born from uh an idea that I had where I was actually trying to put a physical gallery show on in my city manchester um I'm not a gallerist i'm not uh I've never done a gallery show before, but I've spent many years. Uh, putting on meetups and bringing creative people together to kind of share ideas. I did that for about seven years, and then after getting bored with doing this like meetup thing, I decided, you know what? I've met so many talented illustrators, designers, filmmakers, painters. I want to take their work, put a gallery show on, and bring people together. And I shared this story with Andy and James, and um, because I had. Lots of physical artworks. I had canvases, rare prints, uh, rare posters. And I was pricing them up, figuring out how much to sell them for. And I had some motion graphics that were on a one projector and, like, two screens. And it was at that point where I couldn't figure out how I could sell uh, or help sell the digital pieces in the same way as the physical artworks. So and I felt this was deeply unfair. It was... The same location, the same launch night, the same audience. But the people that had screen-based artwork didn't have the same opportunity to sell as the physical. Um, And at this point, this is where James told me about this thing called blockchain tech. Uh, I literally, in 2017, start of 2018, had never heard of blockchain. And they said they were playing with this new technology called Ethereum Again, I'd never heard of this of this thing called Ethereum. As soon as they said they figured out a way of turning a digital file into a tradable asset that can be tracked, and you can see the provenance. That was the like penny drop moment for me. Um, so we actually launched on the fifth of April 2018, and the whole mission for me was to basically showcase and sell artwork by my small circle of friends and it gives them the opportunity to kind of not only sell their physical work, but sell their screen-based work as well. And bringing together the kind of crypto community and the creative community and just kind of let's just see what happens kind of moment. We actually made our first sale on the opening night. Um, And that for me kind of validated that there was something in this. Um, I'll be brutally honest. I didn't realize we were at the very start of like a brand new industry or a brand new asset class. It just felt like something special was happening. Uh, this was, this was um, still a side hustle for us, still evenings and weekends, three of us uh, kind of doing work nine to five and then working hard in the evenings and weekends trying to pull this together. Um, Andy and James were like the brains behind the smart contracts. I was the guy that went out and met the artists and tried to uh, educate them about what this new thing was and bring them onto the platform. And we were, we were a small team at that point for many years, it felt like. And we had a really small kind of cohort of artists.
0: Well, I really love the fact that you didn't realize at first how big this thing can be and like that you referring to your words that you didn't realize that it's a completely different class of assets but you were doing just because you enjoyed it just because you believed in it i do believe this is the most inspiring type of story of any nft web3 related project uh, founders when they started their journey today i have so many questions to go through, starting with uh, some of the most emerging artists that are in the space right now, whether it's next for NFT marketplaces, royalties for artists. But perhaps I would love to start also from the beginning. As Tana said before, you just gave us an overview of how the company, how this vision started all together. So you started Known Origin. What was the story behind such a big Web2 company as eBay is, uh, to get in contact with you and actually understand what you guys are doing, invest in you and become a part of the team as well. Can you also share something about this story?
1: Hi, yeah, I, I can kick this off. Um, I'm gonna, We're just going to use one phone because uh, we're getting a little bit of feedback in the room. I hope you don't mind oh good go for it sure sure cool so yeah actually um so it's early early 2022 where ebay reached out to us as more of a kind of partnership opportunity and we got an email and we kind of decided you know what. This would be a really interesting, uh, really interesting call. Like we've never, we've had a few inbounds from some interesting uh, brands and some interesting kind of marketplaces out there, but nothing with like the kind of allure of like someone like eBay. I think it just sparked our interest initially. It was like the partnership call. Could this be like something similar that we did with Adidas, which was like a collab drop? So we jumped on the initial calls, and um, if you think about like who are eBay, right? I like this Web1 pioneer kind of OG marketplace that before eBay, there was no real way of bringing kind of sellers and buyers together. So we we could kind of see how this, there was some synergy there, but we were really keen just to figure out who we were going to talk to. And, and then if you look at um, so we had many kind of calls that were really talking about like a potential kind of partnership or kind of drop kind of collab. And then this was on the lead up to the kind of um, acquisition. And the more we spoke with kind of some, the people at eBay and the kind of the people that were kind of getting excited by uh, the more kind of maverick we found that we're getting. So as, as we were speaking to more and more people, they're actually becoming kind of less conservative in my what i thought and more kind of maverick and wanting to disrupt the kind of industry which for us that was like music to our ears really
2: yeah i'd like to echo that as well you know like when we started to speak to like david said we spoke to many people over the years and you know as founders of a small business more startup you you take most calls or most inbounds that you get, it, especially if it's from something like an eBay or you know, something of a big, well known brand. And then over the course of several weeks, they, there was a lot of synergy between us. You know, at the end of the day, um, eBay's like North Star is kind of driving economic opportunity for all, and that's basically what we spent the last three years doing, uh, or four years doing at KO. So there was almost an instant recognition from both sides that we were kind of on the same path with the same sort of mission. We were just playing it out in a very different space, uh, which was the Web3 space. So it felt quite a natural fit for us. Um, and really, it, that's come to fruition today with the things that we're about to launch. They've given us great budgets, great funding. You know, we're, we're actively growing. We've sort of grown the team, almost doubled in size in the last six months again with 40 strong we're going to hopefully grow a lot more in the next 12 months and really going to have a very big engine to try and see what we can do in the web3 space and carry on uh carry on building out ko and all the supporting services and products uh, but then really focusing on how we can then take that to a much more mainstream audience and there's a recognize uh we recognize as well as many others in the industry that maybe as Web3 looks now might not exactly be how Web3 looks for real, true mass adoption. Um, And we believe that we can have a good go at that, you know, building all the great non-custodial tools that Wallet brings, but providing really slick UX, uh, seamless experiences, and really making it very friendly for many, many, many millions of more people to enter the space is really where we're going. Yeah, I think, um,
1: so ultimately we saw we saw it as an opportunity to kind of bring web three and NFTs to this like massive new audience. Um, and our mission was ultimately giving creators the opportunity to earn a living through the art and the talent that they have. Uh, way back in 2018, that was the kind of core kind of driver for us. Let's empower creators that have been underrepresented screen-based artists, and let's give them a way of monetizing their craft. And we felt like this opportunity for us was a way of exploring how do you bring Web3 to a much bigger kind of audience that eBay can definitely kind of uh, give us. Um, so, yeah, I think we spent, uh, like, many months sharing kind of insights experiences, like educating the eBay team. And we're, like, super excited about what we're just about to release as well. We can tell you a little more about that, if you wish.
3: Can I just ask a question before you give us alpha, which obviously we want. Um, I'm sure that it was like you built this thing. And I know, David, I remember you telling me that you were literally like going around with like posters to artists. And I'm like, getting that like no one knew. NFT. what You were so early, so ahead of the curves that you you know you were really starting before I mean it's really hard to remember 2018 what was going on there wasn't such thing as NFTs right so it's like it's crazy how early you are and and you've built you through sheer hard work you you got to where you are today um but I remember when you announced that uh, you've been acquired by ebit in fact I, I was with you when the deal was going on i'll never forget that in new york um but when you announced it there was obviously a little bit of a backlash from the hardcore web3 community who were like oh you know you're selling out and what about like the full decentralization and all of that and I know that obviously like the way you've explained it and, and I think I think things have shifted somewhat in the fact that the Web3 community do know that we need to have mass adoption utilizing, I would say, you know, a lot of Web2 um, entry points, right? And, and the, those will be, I, I think they're fundamental to the success of the space, but you definitely got a backlash and maybe even, I, I just wanted to ask like, how you felt about that. Like, Did you have any conflict uh, when trying to decide whether to go through with this or not? And how are you navigating that to remain loyal to sort of like the, the ultimately, I know I know you as a person and you are loyal to the sort of decentralized vision of the space and helping and protecting, you know, the royalties and the creator aspects while working with a massive conglomerate like, eBay, which is not really decentralized and, and is you know, capitalist and all the rest. So how, how did you manage that conflict? I know you got a lot of, of, of um, backlash on that. And, and just talk us through that.
2: I, you, I'll take it. Yeah, so I'll go first. You know, there definitely obviously was a lot of um, uncertainty in the decision. But fundamentally, between the founders, we did feel like it was the right decision. You know, it's the right decision for the longevity of the platform, the right decision for the ecosystem and the space. And I sort of personally believe that, as you mentioned, we need to tap into broader audiences in order to take this great stuff a bit more mainstream and sort of a bit more global. And it's people might disagree; they might think it's fine being small and niche. But I, you know having seen the NFT space grown over the last five years, I'm a firm believer that actually this will be a much bigger thing than what it is now. And in order to do that, we need to embrace some of the existing, um, you know, web two space, but also maintain some of the, uh, the things that we believe in, like being non-custodial and, you know, giving ownership to the original creators and paying royalties. And, you know, we're not, we're not forfeiting those, uh, characteristics what we are doing is creating a a much more solid platform for us to take this to a, a bigger audience and you know as a as a founder of a startup you know we will get a couple of hundred thousand monthly users you know that's a great achievement but if we can take this to a couple of hundred million monthly users that's going to that's going to change the game and that's really what what we've been focusing on but there was no doubt that there was definitely some internal turmoil about is it the right decision for the platform for the users for for staff you know for everyone and in the end we, we went through with it and i think it's the right decision that, that we took yeah I, i'm gonna echo what jim's saying like I'm, i think as
1: um As with all these kind of things with acquisitions, the announcement has to be kind of under wraps and and everyone finds out at the same time. And it just so happened that half the team was in New York, half the team was in the UK. We were at NFT NYC when the announcement dropped. And that wasn't... um, that wasn't by design, that was literally that's how the dates, that's how it landed. So it was uh, it was interesting to be at one of the largest NFT conferences in the world and then being kind of one of the big news stories, which is like fairly overwhelming when you're in it. But I think um, just to echo what James was saying, I think the more the more we spoke with eBay, the more, the closer we got to that kind of decision time the more we saw how eBay see Web3 as a game changer, they see it as an integral part, as part of uh, their kind of offering going forward. And I think we're super excited about being the team that's going to kind of lead that initiative. And I'm a big believer of like judging us on what we do and like not having any kind of pre- conceptions of what it's going to be and i think the thing that we're we're just about to release is like it's in beta right now it's one of the most kind of defining pieces of uh, work that we've put out since we've launched i think it's that much of a kind of uh, shift i
0: think uh we'd love to tell
1: you some more about that
0: yeah, are you willing um, really to up, share some alpha? Actually, yeah, that, that's the reason we're here all today to hear what's next for you. So, any alpha from you guys?
2: Ooh,
1: always one. <laughs> um, so we've actually I love got. This. I love this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so we've actually, uh, we've actually got uh, our kind of self-sovereign contracts called creator contracts in beta right now. Uh, this is the ability for. Any KO creator to ultimately deploy uh, their own smart contracts, meaning that they have full kind of ownership of it, they have full control. Uh, We want to provide the tools that the creators get the most value out of. We've seen how kind of Manifold have been like killing it with their self sovereign contracts. The guys in engineering and in products have basically built a low code, no code kind of. Dashboard that allows our creators to mint and deploy from their own uh, contracts. Historically, known origin, all the NFTs have been minted through the known origin contract. So when you went on OpenSea, it it basically was under the collection of known origin. This new feature that we're releasing um, completely changes that. We're like fully bullish on control and kind of give ownership over to the creator and we're super excited to see what the beta cohort release through this new feature and we're excited to see where they take it next we're looking to go live with the beta next week
2: yeah thursday's alpha and then next week for sort of public consumption
1: the beat is going really well we had a Uh, call with all the creators yesterday and they kind of we demoed a bunch of stuff to them they showed us the stuff they were working on so we're like we're super excited to be able to give our artists the ability to deploy their own smart contracts but using ko tools
3: this is like amazing guys i mean groundbreaking how how does it feel, like, do you feel, like, on the edge of something that's going to be, like, how does it feel to be on the edge of something that you know is going to blow up or and be huge and could be, like, a real catalyst for the space? Like, what's that feel like? And at the same guys? time,
0: you cannot share <laughs> a lot of it before its launch.
2: <laughs> I guess there's always a lot of nerves, right? And, you know, I, I, we never presume anything, right? Really what we do is we speak. we speak to our... Uh, or the KO artists and collectors we find out what they want and we build it and this was the top of their priority list really in the last sort of three three or four months so so this is where we are we're going to ship this no code uh sort of launch pad you know drops on KO all that sort of good stuff and it really tees up the next stage of where we're going so once we've got create contracts out that then unlocks a lot more um Product features that we can ship, you know, open editions, advanced sales mechanics, you know, all the different types of reveals, all that sort of stuff we're going to be working on in the background, as well as two or three other products that are going to come to market in the next two or three weeks. One of them, again, should hopefully be a, a bit of a first giving Insights into your uh, collectors and your trade history across platforms. So think of it kind of like a, an analytics dashboard in some respects. That's on the cusp of going live. Um, as well as some pretty, uh, we've rebuilt some of the internal sort of gubbins of KO with new, new platform indexes, new services that should hopefully mean that 2023 for KO, we, we ship a lot more new innovative stuff in general.
3: So you've made these changes through directly working with your creators and having the support of eBay, which is like very, very cool. Um, and I think, you know, work instead of like following your own roadmap, you're listening to the needs of your users and executing, you know, you're bound for hopefully successful deployment but have you what what have been your challenges like i'm sure there's been a lot of challenges on the way and you know can you tell us a bit more about that and potential things that you you know may be a challenge for you in the future or that you know you're slightly worried about
1: yeah i go um i'm gonna go back a little just a little bit back in time so um Obviously, some of the early challenges was like, how do you build something like weekends and evenings, the side hustle side of things? They were some of the really early challenges. And I, from a personal kind of perspective, I kind of really started obsessing at at a point in my life when I was consumed by KO and it was like, it it was going to either cost me everything and, and... Not work or cost me almost everything and work. And I think there was a point in 2020 where the three founders of the small team that we had, we basically said, look, we're going to have to go all in on this or we're going to have to like park KO and get on with our day jobs. And it was quite a big risk for all of us. And it was a big challenge. We've all got families. We've all, we're all, uh, we've all, we were all going through the same struggles and pains as everyone else. But I think that was a big pivotal moment for us as fans to say, do you know what? There's something in this. Let's go all in. Let's park all the other projects that we're working on. Let's park the contract in. And there were some pretty lean years in those times, you know? And then you kind of fast forward to 2021 and the, the world wakes up to NFTs. The whole space blows up and we've still got this tiny team and we're, we're basically kind of cracking under the demands like we no one was expecting that high level of demand in 2021 we weren't expecting it open sea weren't expecting it super rare weren't expecting it all the teams were like struggling under the strain so then it's like how do you scale a team really quickly to kind of meet that demand and i think that's been one of the bigger challenges from Kind of end of 2021 and throughout 2022. It's like, how do we scale and find these brilliant people, bring them on the Web3 journey with us so we can start building features and services so we can start building out the stuff that our community wants? And I know Jim and Jack are kind of chief product, they've been doing an amazing job recruiting in the kind of engineering side and bringing on some real real talent so we're like super excited with the people that we've got now and like how how the team's growing we're building out our marketing we're building out our community team so we're getting several squads working on some pretty cool stuff going forward and um, there has been some challenges around kind of what does it mean to integrate into something like ebay but i think that was going to happen whether we scaled ourselves or not there's always like growing pains but it feels like 2023, we've started with a real kind of, the studio's never felt as buzzy before. Like, there's, it's absolutely, it's a joy to come in and it's just like, there's a buzz in the office around what people are working on and what we're getting excited by.
0: I see that more and more artists and creators joining us right now and actually one of our Big Francis Golden, who just joined us, and uh, for those who don't know, Golden is executive producer at Rag Radio. So it's basically his task to make sure that uh, he on boards the right people, the right creators. In this case, artists around, uh, text around, podcast for Rag Radio. I wanted to first of all give, give shout out to Golden, whose birthday was this Saturday. So happy birthday, my man! And, happy, uh, birthday. Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> And I also mentioned Golden for a reason. When we're talking about uh, known origin, apart from daily users, there are two parts that need to work efficiently on a daily basis. One part, that's your team. And you just covered the topic, how you came up with the idea, how from this small idea you went into full time, uh, how you build your relationships with eBay. But the second part of this, success mechanism, success story is actually artists, creators, people who are innovating this platform together with you and making sure that it, it's becoming more and more relevant. I just shared, I just been to our Twitter space, your weekly tending artist list. I see that you're supporting artists a lot. And actually I know that uh, tomorrow is a day when you open your... Uh, creator application which people have been waiting for a while so can you walk us through this process of onboarding new artists through your platform and also what are the features you are looking for creators, art creators uh, whenever you onboard them to your team, whenever they join your team yeah
1: I can definitely give you some uh, insights into the application so Back in the day, we just had like this open email that people used to email and request to uh, be a part of Known Origin. But this quickly kind of, uh, got, out of got out of hand with the demand uh, with people in the space. This is back in 2020. Uh, so we moved um, to more of a process around application windows. So each month we actually say it's a call for artists, apply to join known origin, create a profile and then almost like complete the form and submit your portfolio. And um, we tend to do this. We have the application window open for a week. We have a, a limited number of slots. And then we basically, once the slots have been uh, allocated or taken, we then have a review process. And it used to be when the team was tiny, it used to be myself. Um, and sometimes one other person in the team, uh, either Edward or Luke, used to help me review the applications. But then, all that was really doing was I was becoming the kind of arbiter of taste, and I and you could tell that it was becoming kind of the, my view of the world of like what should be on Origin, and we felt that was deeply unfair, and we actually decided that would it, wouldn't wouldn't be more interesting if we opened up the review process and actually shared it out amongst the teams you have multiple lenses over the over the applications and multiple views of what art is and isn't and i think that's made the variety of work on ko much more kind of engaging Uh, it's made the kind of democratized internally the kind of review process. It's not just one or two people's opinion on who gets on, who doesn't. Uh, we kind of, we value curation um, and we value kind of having the ability to kind of take a look at the artists, uh, do some due diligence, check out their kind of, uh, if, they're, if they're present in the scene, check out if they've minted on other platforms and then ultimately accepting them onto go. And it's like once you're on, and you've got access to the the Minter, you're free to upload your artwork uh, as long as you kind of stick to the the terms of service. Um, And I found that the application windows have worked well for us. I'm not saying we're going to do that forever. I think there's going to be some other interesting plays going forward. It may be around kind of more community curation or more curation partners or having a more open kind of service uh, open tooling services with different front ends depending on what you're looking for and searching for so i think there's definitely different ways we're going to explore with discovery and whether we think the application window is a thing that will be around forever but right now it's working for us um, and like you say the next trade application window actually opens tomorrow so if you're Looking to join a, a platform that's been around since 2018 and isn't going anywhere uh, anytime soon, and we create, we listen to our community and build build the things that our community are asking for. Like, please feel free to create a profile and apply to be a creator
0: at Known Origin tomorrow. I uh, love it a lot. You, you're making more decentralized mechanism uh, but actually people people who are knowledgeable enough to decide who should be on this team who should join your project they're building this by themselves for the future use of people so that's amazing
3: i want to give shout out to winnie my friend
4: who i met in paris Andy, Winnie. Hi, thank you so much for, for bringing me up. I just thought I'd come listen, listen in because you two are so, so great. Met Nikita in Paris as well. So I just thought I'd come come and see what's going on in here. Yay! <laughs> uh,
3: Winnie is like the goddess of crypto. Uh, her knowledge is like insane. In fact, Winnie, you and David, I know uh, James, I, I think you as well, could have like a really, really good, solid conversation Um, So I I actually want to ask all of you um, in terms of like, this all sounds amazing. Like the stuff that you're doing for creators, it sounds like it's just so refreshingly easy. You are at heart as a platform there for the creators, but yet you've got the backing of eBay. I mean, it's amazing, right? What's going on? And, you know, I think like OpenSea should be really scared right now. But anyway, um, what I wanted to say is in terms of like what's happening over the next because we can't I don't like especially in technology predicting you know five years ahead to keep you relevant but definitely in the next sort of six to twelve months what do you think are the major trends or things to look out for um, in the future and feel free anyone to like chime in here but in terms of, of what you're doing but also beyond that in the whole sort of web3 crypto nft space because you you guys are all really really know yourself um so what do you think are the are going to be the main trade trends
2: so for, from my perspective i think there's a few key ones i think Um, artists will carry on being the platform as opposed to the platform being the platform longer term. But I think that sort of will yo-yo back and forth between, um, you know, aggregators, vertical platforms and artists in their own right, you know, with specific drop pages. I think we'll see deeper integration into more Web2 technologies Uh, you know, like eBay, Shopify, you know, all these sorts of more traditional e-commerce sites and sort of mixing the the Web2 digital native, um, like medium along with the physical. I think that's going to be quite big. Um, As well as I think there's going to be a bit of a land grab for uh, acquisition of Web2 users. And and that's going to be in the form of issuing wallets would be my guess. You know, so many, many traditional Web2 companies like Reddit, and, uh, you know, even Nike and Artifact, you know, they. it wouldn't surprise you if they roll out a wallet at some point. Um, I would say that would be a big solid trend for this year, which would be Web2 user acquisition via some sort of onboarding flow, issuing them an NFT or a token. And in the same time, boom, you've got a wallet. They're in the Web3 world. Um, and that could take many different forms. I think some will go more to the custody route and some non-custodial. But um, there would be my bets for this year.
3: Any any ideas
4: from your end, Winnie? Like, what's your opinion? Yeah, yeah I couldn't agree more. I think we're going to see a massive jump between uh, physical and, you know, the word my favorite word in the entire world, the fidgetos. And that's why I think things like eBay are going to be super interesting to see how you can, you know, attach an authentic like one. Of, I used to love eBay. I paid my way through school by reselling vintage fashion, but one of the biggest problems was authentication. So have being able to kind of put that and integrate that and use that in a way that people don't even realize that they're working with blockchain, I think is gonna be the next, the next big thing, especially when you're looking at like, I don't wanna say that like put it in, so um, how do I put it bluntly, but like the generational gap, like um, it's, I know everyone uses eBay, but like using, get, being able to put that on and put it and integrate it in a way where say like the older generation can use it so seamlessly, I think is gonna be very, very important.
3: Total game changer. I've got one other question um, that was really relevant today. Um, I don't know if you guys all saw, and I just saw also forroks doing a space about it that Microsoft has just bought into Chat GTP, which I I think is one of the biggest news stories. Did they
0: already buy? I have just heard. Yeah, that they're, they, planning they, to... they're, they're
3: acquiring. Um, yeah, and it's it's going ahead, and they're going to probably integrate chat gtp into bing which could potentially guys knock off the like this is a really really big story huge i don't think any of us had any idea the massive implications of this what's your feelings in terms of the ai angle that's going on and i mean chat gtp is just one element we've got dali we've got like all of you know there's multiple sort of um generative art um, and ai going on um you've got you've got the ai i mean there's just like a million platforms now utilizing ai that's just shockingly good um how are you feeling about this and have you got any ideas of of how you're going to do some sort of hybrid or use this technology Um, going forward or is that just not on your roadmap at all but I know there's been a lot of conversations uh, going forward about how what we're going to do with this and and how do you feel about it as well it's a massive massive game changer which some people are uncomfortable with and some people are really pro you know how do you feel about it
2: from my perspective anyway um, I don't think it's going anywhere and it wouldn't surprise you that within the next Two years, every piece of content that you put out, whether you know it or not, you know, whether it's a tweet, an Instagram post or, you know, you always have this option to like enhance it with AI in some way, whether that's a textual thing, a video, an image. So I think it's almost inevitable. And in my mind, you've almost got to embrace it versus almost fend it off and scare it away. Um I think I think it might come to a crux in the the, the, the scene a little bit you know where people or collectors maybe demand more insights into the you know the the origins of a piece for example and you know where it came from and maybe some of the methodologies and there are some people trying to um, trying to solve that problem we plugged into ko as well as I think wearables done it where you can export your assets from, say, an Adobe suite, and you can sign in with your wallet to provide an extra layer of provenance almost from the, uh, the creation side of it. But I don't think it's going anywhere. And if anything, it, it'll just become woven into everyday uh, online forms of communication. That's what I think, anyway.
0: So James, to follow up on this one, do you believe that in the future, I mean, in the nearest future, AI is already here? We are going to evaluate crypto art, art pieces of people, the same way we are evaluating AI-powered art pieces.
2: What What do you mean by evaluating?
0: I mean, whenever there is a competition, whenever there is uh, any big art content happening. Do we have uh, the same assumptions, the same uh, judging, judging evaluation system for AI tools? Because a lot of artists right now are using those uh, extra tools, in particular AI, to make their generative art look more professional, more fancy. But that's just the way how they do it. Uh, so should we evaluate them the same way as uh, I'm not, I'm general not sure. art?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure we should
0: evaluate them differently. In my mind, it's
2: almost just about being honest about the process. Um, and I think you know the beauty of art in general is conveying cultural moments and expression and emotion and ca- capturing something in a way that is is very hard for someone who is not 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 a creator. For example, you know, and capturing that moment. So as we're going through a bit of a trend, a bit of a cycle of AI now maybe it will die down maybe it will carry on but won't be as uh, prevalent but I I don't think we should judge them differently if a piece of art speaks to you, it invokes emotion, you want to collect it you know, collect it would be my uh, uh, direction don't like question, oh should I get this or not because it's AI based some of my favourite pieces of my collection have (laughs) have been through uh, some sort of Machine learning or artificial intelligence process doesn't doesn't distinguish or lessen the, uh, the impact of them in my mind. I think it's just an additional to the sort of creative output.
3: I think I think that it's really interesting one in terms most, not so much of judging the creators but the consumer um, because you're right. like at the end of the day if you're buying a piece of art, it doesn't really matter. How it's been made, if you like it, you buy it, right? But on the other hand, I think uh being authentic about the process is and is becoming more and more important. And that's true, I think, of anything now, in terms of even just you know, written content or looking, you know, reading blogs or or reading anything, you know, has this been written by AI or has this been written by human? And I think. If you, and does it matter? And I think these are all sort of like discussions that we're going to have have to have. Like I know, for example, chatGTP are looking at that at potentially putting some sort of um, what's it called, like a, a, Walmart, uh, a watermark, to show that it you know it has been created by AI and not a human, um, which may be really really important going forward, or maybe it's not. You know, so these are all things that I think you know are definitely going to be looked at over the next few months, if not years. Uh, Nikki, I think you wanted to ask something else.
0: Yeah, I know that we're almost running out of time, but I just want to end it up in the right way. Uh, a lot of our listeners, in particular artists, got inspired here today by your story, by your originals and your vision. And I want to ask both of you guys: Who do inspire you the most uh, in the crypto art space? Is there a specific artist, a group of artists, maybe a creator whose work you've been uh, collecting for years now, or whose work you're following for years now? Like, what what is your inspiration? Who is your inspiration in the Web three space?
2: Well, it's very difficult question. I think um,
1: I'm. I've just been looking on the KO website and there's like some incredible talent on there. And just to give Jim some kudos, his collection is like one of the best collections in the space. So if you've not had the chance to see Jim's uh, KO collection, uh, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, But I think not many people know this, but Jim um, Jim and Andy actually worked with the Artblocks guys back in the day. And I'm continually impressed with Eric and the kind of art blocks movement that, of the generative kind of movement that they've kind of captured. That when I first saw it with the squircles back in uh, 2019,
0: yeah.
1: I didn't really get it. And now I'm just like, wow, that is that is like an incredible. He captured a moment. He knows create the value of creation. The artist roster are just like second to none, and then to top it off, the work that they you see get produced through that through that platform is just mind blowing. And uh, yeah, I think for me, I constantly get inspired from the Art Blocks uh, curation side, and I'm a big fan of Bright Moments. I'm a big fan of vertical crypto. Um, Breezy, I'm a big fan of Dada. Continue, continue to inspire me. Um, yeah, I could, uh, I could probably drop a tweet later of just the people that have uh, been those, been those individual services and platforms that just blow my mind constantly. I'm happy to kind of share a tweet we'll with it.
2: you, later, Nikki.
0: We we'll love it. You, you guys are amazing, and I believe that I'm gonna say for the whole audience out there today but you get us inspired uh so much the stories that you have uh the knowledge the skills that you're bringing to this space it's just it's just amazing guys uh i absolutely appreciate you uh james and david joining us today sharing your story sharing your vision for this space Uh, if it would be for me i would go for another hour just chatting about all stuff at three. I know that you both need to run right now. So I want to give you the last word. Perhaps you can tell uh, the audience, where can we find you next? You mentioned NFT NYC a couple of years ago. So it's happening this April. Will we see you there? Are you coming to Paris this February? We are gonna be in Paris in
1: Feb. We're just putting the wheels in motion for that. We're probably going to be in NFT NYC, but we'll probably do a cool satellite event of some descriptions, bring our community together, uh, which we always like to do. Uh, I just want to finish by just saying we appreciate you inviting us up on stage and letting us share our story. Um, it's nice to kind of reminisce and go back as well as look forward. So thanks again, uh, Nikki, and thanks, Hannah. Uh, thanks, everyone, Yay. for joining and taking the time. and. uh let's catch up again you, soon you, you guys do part are two.
3: amazing you guys yeah let's do part two um definitely you guys are so inspirational i know a lot of people that are going to be listening to this and are listening us now are, are truly inspired and that's what it's all about as well as you know delivering this huge value to artists and and mainstream world i think that known origin is the epitome of really working towards this goal of mass adoption and you are literally doing it as we speak so watch this space follow their tweets share the call let's get involved and do this and and we i can't think of better people to do it with you guys are great you're humble you're cool you're knowledgeable and you know your stuff and please please do Um, If you are, if if anyone is in NFT Paris or NFT NYC, please, you know, do look up the events and give them a shout. They're very, very approachable and great, great people. So thank you so, so much. Part two it is.
0: is. I I want to thank everyone who joined us today. Uh, Vinny, Nanda, Golden uh, Guys, you are all amazing As always, thank you for your support Next Tuesday we're having another wonderful guest Who is Ovi OSAP from Racked Guys, NFTs, from Racked Radio. If he's
3: found, if he's found. If he means he's found, he, exactly. he's missing in action. So we've got to try and negotiate with the keeper and find RSF, but hopefully exactly.
0: Exactly.
3: we can find him for
0: next week, guys. X Y Z. as always, we're live every Tuesday 2 p.m. GMT. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're amazing. See you, everyone.
3: Bye. Cheers.